This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Veterans Affairs has upped its capacity in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. FEMA has some suggestions on how to operate during a pandemic. While the Air Force is making some adjustments to its recruitment process due to COVID-19. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Patient capacity at Veterans Affairs Medical Facilities is up within the last month. VA says its facilities can take in over 12,000 patients. That's better than the 9,800 patients they could handle back in March. The department says its medical supply chain is also strong with the recent acquisition of 4.5 million masks. VA also hired over 9,300 medical professionals between late March and April, and more staff are expected to join the department next month. FEMA is out with a new guide designed to help organizations resume operations during the pandemic. It says agencies and other organizations should plan for additional coronavirus waves in the future. The plan should address social distancing guidelines at offices and other common workspaces. Agencies should also work to find cleaning supplies and set up testing procedures for employees. FEMA says organizational leaders may need to address physical and psychological impacts to their personnel and will likely have to establish communications and other IT equipment. The General Services Administration chews on its own dog food with its relaunch cloud website. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. More a refresh than a new site, the Cloud Information Center now sports what GSA calls a human-centered design and that it supports best practices for federal digital services, something GSA helps other agencies achieve. That includes enhanced accessibility, fashioning around users' tasks, and more mobile-friendly, among other qualities. The year-old site collects in one place what agency IT people need to know about cloud computing. I'm Tom Temin. GSA's next great government-wide IT contract remains mired in protest. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. A month out from the next Postmaster General taking office, the Postal Service sees its second-in-command leave the agency. Deputy Postmaster General Ron Stroman will leave the agency in June, leaving its Board of Governors without a quorum. But the four remaining Senate-confirmed governors and the Postmaster General can select a new deputy and restore that quorum by a majority vote. Stroman, during his tenure, managed international postal issues and worked with other agencies to detect the shipment of illegal drugs. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. And federal buildings management remains a top concern for the General Services Administration. The Government Accountability Office particularly points to new headquarters being built for the Homeland Security Department. It finds the agency has yet to meet recommendations tied to its work building a consolidated campus for DHS over the last decade. GAO says GSA should take inventory of gaps between the current capabilities of the St. Elizabeth's campus and what it needs to fully operate. The agency also recommends GSA update its cost and schedule estimates for the project. Planned changes to the TSP's international fund are on hold amid pressure from the White House. Here's Federal News Network's Nicola Crisco. The Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board deferred plans to transition the I-Fund to a new emerging markets index. The White House issued a direct warning to the board to stop its plans to move to a China-inclusive index. The TSP was supposed to start moving the I-Fund at the beginning of June, but the board unanimously voted to pause that transition. The board says President Trump's three FRTIB nominees should have a chance to weigh in and set their own path forward for the I-Fund. 
Nicole Legrisco, Federal News Network. The acting director of National Intelligence has tapped a career intelligence official to be his acting deputy. Richard Grinnell yesterday appointed Neil Wiley as the principal executive at ODNI, where he will take on the role of the principal deputy director of National Intelligence until a presidential nominee is confirmed by the Senate. Wiley most recently served at ODNI as the chair of the National Intelligence Council. He also previously served as the director for analysis at the Defense Intelligence Agency. Yet another leadership change for the Postal Service. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has that story. A month out from the next Postmaster General taking office, the Postal Service sees its second-in-command leave the agency. Deputy Postmaster General Ron Stroman will leave the agency in June, leaving its Board of Governors without a quorum. But the four remaining Senate-confirmed governors and the Postmaster General can select a new deputy and restore that quorum by a majority vote. Stroman, during his tenure, managed international postal issues and worked with other agencies to detect the shipment of illegal drugs. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Navy Vice Admiral Stuart Munch is appointed Director for Operational Plans and Joint Force Development at the Joint Staff. Munch currently serves as the Deputy Chief of Naval Operations for Warfighting Development. He'll take over his new position from Marine Corps Lieutenant General Daniel O'Donohue. Coronavirus is causing the Air Force to rethink the way it trains its airmen. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. The Air Force's rigorous survival courses are usually 26 days long, but with the coronavirus, airmen entering the survival, evasion, resistance, and escape training needed to be quarantined for 14 days before starting. The Air Force decided to use that time to allow airmen to work on the academic part of the course at their own pace. The concept is changing how the Air Force looks at training, and it plans to integrate self-paced academic work into future courses after the outbreak to shorten training. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Air Force says it's moving ahead with a challenge that will ask white hat hackers to hack satellite systems, but it's moving it online. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The Air Force says it wants to use the challenge to spot vulnerabilities in military satellite systems that could put troops at risk. The Hackasat contest was set to take place at the annual DEFCON conference, but officials have decided to conduct it virtually instead because of COVID-19. An initial qualifying round is set to start next Friday. In the final competition in early August, hackers will be asked to reverse engineer simulated satellites and ground-based systems. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. 